All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Energy Names Meet Podcast. My name's Tim Turk, resident city of the Sandstone Group. Today is NAEP, but not only is it NAEP, there are things going on in the industry, in the energy space. The energy space does not do a great job telling all the great things that go on. And people are afraid to reach out to each other. I happen to know some folks that know how to connect people. And I mean, they are legends in my mind. I have Keith Stelter. He's got his own podcast, and I am a stalker. And I'll tell you what, you're also uh, American Safety. Yes, sir. Uh, happy to be here. Thank you, Stu, for having me. Always great. But you know, the real network here is the man. He makes his living from doing this. The one, the only, the legendary... Mr. Monday Night, Mr. Pay-Per-View, Mr. J.P. Warren. Sir, it's a pleasure to sit next to you. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. And, I'm, and I think, you, to clarify, I'm trying to figure out how to make a living off a network and how about uh, that. You're succeeding, sir. You're succeeding. We are so honored that you're here. And, and not only uh, you've got a great podcast, you've got talent. And I mean, you're very well respected in the industry. And, and I wish I had one fourth of that. But what are you seeing? Because your numbers are phenomenal. And here's the problem you're solving. The oil and gas industry does not know how to attract younger people. The oil and gas market does not know how to connect with people. We're coming out of COVID. Tell us about enter the uh, crew club, the exec crew. So it kind of came to, uh, listen, at, at the end of the day, I think, you know, we live right now in such a hyper-connected world. You know, you have so many followers on LinkedIn, subscribers on this, uh, whatever that is. Uh, we all do. And I think it's so comfortable to feel like we're so connected with everyone. But at the end of the day, you know, when it hits the fan and you pick up the phone, do you have a support group to call to uh, connect with? And you know, I saw a lot of people, a lot of good buddies of mine uh, that during COVID, they lose their job and struggle to find their next opportunity right. just because they stopped networking. Because whenever they went out, there'd be the constant transaction sale. Like, hey, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? What can you do for me? And really, it's just kind of a way for people to come together and kind of to connect in a genuine level, um, share some industry insight. But like, yeah, like let's, we need more friends. This, you know what I mean? We need right. to tell our story better. And honestly, I think we have a, uh, we have a great story. In an industry, we're not the uneducated, uh, roughneck growing chain, and we're not the, you know, the rich, uh, white-haired dude, 75 stories up, dumping oil behind a, a school in the third world country. We you know, never do that, by but, the way. But what I'm saying is we are, we're entrepreneurs. We're, we're media. Right. We're, we're, we're everyday people. We, we donate to charities. We do all these great things that, as, as a guy who was an operations guy for a long time, I was guilty of not networking as well. I always figured, you know, it was what I knew what was going to carry me on. And it's been such an eye-opening experience the last few years. It doesn't matter. I, I was even just approached the other day. There's a gentleman, very experienced in the industry, uh, worked for one particular company, 17 years. It's bought by another bigger company. Okay. This guy has his PhD. Now he's being overlooked because the new company doesn't know him. Mm -hmm. This guy should be vice president or director of something, but because he's just... Nobody knows who he is because he's in the bought from the new company. Now he's struggling. And now like a few people are like, Hey, you need to get out, talk with so-and-so and stuff. And so you hear about these opportunities and you're like, man, you'd be the perfect candidate over here. Cause so-and-so is retiring. Right. Yeah. And 
everybody's got to get on board, not just because of sales or whatever. Sales is great. Knowing who to go to to solve your problems. But like you said, getting the positive message because right. there's, there's things coming down the line here. And, and I'm, I'm sorry to change the topic. Being an ex-Canadian, it came out this morning that the Canadian government proposed a law <laughs> to put people in jail for talking positively about the oil and gas industry. Like, oh, sorry, what? Like, I get you don't like it, but you're like, we've gotten to the point where people want to pass laws to talk positively against it. So we really need to do a way better job, not just to keep ourselves as an industry, but to make sure ridiculous things like that don't come there, I'm, I'm the right book about that. It's uh, it's called, I think, Freedom of Speech or something. It's I think it's called Freedom of Speech. And it talks about that. Like whenever the censorship is given a little bit. Right. Um, give it another 10, 20 years. Make and it, and it gets used against the people who are proposing to, to censor or to do something like that. So yep. giving away or punishing people for expressing their opinions, whatever it is. Let me throw, very touchy stuff. Let me throw a wrist in to tie all this in. Great point. But it's about the individual uh, thought leadership uh, resume. Thought leadership can reach out in the Google algorithms, which try to shut everything down. When you also get out there, your brand is your personal brand. And I have to give you kudos and you kudos for building your personal brand. Um, And then people recognize you guys when you walk up. uh, You guys are deposed. You and I mean, I've been going around here. I'm not going that far. But we're in the odd picture. I, we're, we're this is Google has censored my, my outfit unbelievably. I have by, figured out ways of getting around it. The way around it is through humor, honesty, and delivering and genuine and getting to the word of the people. Why is the mainstream media failing? Why are they laying off, you know, Sports Illustrated shutting down? We have all of these things that are going down. It's your personal brand, having your personal channel, and both of you are important in this industry. Don't kid yourself. But I think if for anyone out there trying to build their personal brand and all this stuff, I don't think you were trying to build, I wasn't trying to build a brand. I was just trying to kind of get out there and like it's educate something. or connect and all that stuff. I think you were kind of doing the same thing. Yeah. But, but I'm saying if, if we're encouraging other people to get out there and, and tell a story, I don't want to put the, the pressure on building a brand because in reality, we're just saying, hey, no, you're, hey, no. just be yourself. Yeah, be yourself. There, there's that a difference between influencer and a thought leader. That is the difference. And if you think that you're going out to build your brand as an influencer, you're useless. I, I think if you're an influencer trying to make TikTok videos, if you're a thought leader writing articles uh, and you're doing those things, you're writing a book, you have a great book. Yeah, I bought it. It's over here in the corner. But we're going to have how to buy it on Amazon. Tell us about your book real quick. Yeah, so it uh, kind of came down to it. Like, uh, you know, it's whenever you hear something like sinister, it's like, oh, we should be doing this. We should be doing that. And my kid comes up to school with this. And that's like, at the end of the day, it's like enough of should, could, away. Let's just do something. So I wrote a, uh, a children's book, you know, obviously inspired by several other people in the industry who wrote right. you know, Kyle Wagner, Tyler Thompson. Um, and, uh, man, and Nancy's awkward. They, they created these children's books. I said, that's such a great, cool thing to give back to our children. So I wrote a book, you know, I have my daughter in it as the main character and also my brother who passed away about three months before she was born. So it's a way for them to be together, but it kind of talks about kind of like an energy of the diet, like right. all forms of energy. You don't want to have broccoli all week. You don't want to have ice cream all week. 
you need a mix of it all. So, but also highlights the realities of it. So I'm just saying, look, energy is good. Energy right. needs to be for everyone. But highlighting the realities of it, let's not turn a blind eye to kind of uh, the outputs of whether it's hydrocarbons or renewables. Um, yeah, the population's growing. We need more energy, yes. not less of it. I don't care where it's coming from. I'm not against electric cars. I'm not against it. If it right. runs by itself, it supports itself. If it's good for the environment, well, like the most sometimes it's money. This one's good for the environment. This one's bad. Both have their positives and negatives. So uh, let's not beat around the bush. You forgot to mention the name of the said book. So oh, energy, uh, energy for everyone. Thank you. Look at this guy. It's available on Amazon. It's available on Amazon. Energy for everyone. It's uh, it's one of our favorite books at the house. We have it as well, sir. Just got it for the kids. Ask you a question. Get back to the whole networking side of things. I mean, I I've seen so many so many times people try to like, how do I network? Or like seriously, like they got it's like room full of strangers and all stuff. To you, what is the most important part of networking, and how should people do? You know, I think if you approach it, how can I help you? You know what I mean? Like, don't, don't worry about that. If it, you know, and, and be open to meeting anybody, you know, some people are like, okay, I'm a salesman. I, I sell, uh, you know, MWD. I just want to meet people in drilling, but then somebody in the midstream comes along and they're like, ah, I don't want to, don't be, you know, you never know who knows what you don't know what tomorrow ever brings. Be open to all the different industries. My goal here with some of the, the networking things and groups I'm trying to work with is I was a guy who was upstream for a lot of years move to midstream, kind of cover both. All the events I want to do going forward, I want people from midstream and upstream. And I want both because there used to be this line, somebody doesn't want, like they didn't know what the other side did. So talk with some of the groups here that I'm working with. I'm going to unite, make sure I have one guy from midstream, an Enlink, a Targa, a P66, someone from Birch, someone from EOG or shit. And that's how I want to do all the groups going forward. So that this, you know, wall, we can break down that wall because, man, we're all on the same side. Dude, I love how you said that because there was discussions around the group uh, uh, table about like whether it's winter, yes. winterizing equipment or stuff like that. I've like, been waiting for my invite so I could bring some of my midstream friends, but I'm like, sure it's in the mail. Hey, membership's open, buddy. Membership's open. Just, just, just know so that. Well, I don't know. You know, we, we discuss offline. Membership is open. So for you. So, no, but I think that's a great valid point. Like whether it's conversion between upstream and midstream because that was brought up too when it comes to winterizing equipment. Right. You know, upstream's like, well, midstream's doing this like, we do need to talk and not just right. different upstream, but also whether it's service side, rig contractors, operators, technology. Right. That's when you start kind of creating the ideas from the beginning. So we do got to communicate more. Yeah, we just, I, I just did a podcast there with Ray. We had uh, air compressor solutions. Uh, my time in, in midstream, I knew a lot of the, you know, they make these compression packages so that they could supply uh, supplied air for all the actuators and stuff instead of using electricity or natural gas or some of the other stuff. And midstream has been ahead of the game for a few years. It's finally come to, you know, the attention of some of the operators. They're just catching up. And had we had this better networking, better communication between the two, you know, and I think that helps also like the midstream guys, the upstream is their customers. Sometimes they do both, but, you know, I think it's to everybody's benefit to where, where's the best deal? How, what's the best ways? It's only going to make the industry better. If we can make the industry better, we'll have more resources to kind of push towards, you know, I did some networking yesterday at the Produce Water Society. Uh, I've been to a few of these conferences. It's becoming my little nice niche, got a pet project of getting that message out there is 
that's what's really going to save a lot of the troubles in the world is we're running out of water. And you know who has a lot of water? The oil and gas industry with the produced water. We get that treated to a, a place where we're using it for all the irrigation. That's going to solve a lot of problems for the central United States and a lot of other places. And it's, it's going to be our saving grace. Imagine, you know, looking at Midland. Everybody hates it because it's a desert, right? Brown, you take a satellite photo today, it's brown. Imagine getting to a place where we start irrigating the Permian five years with all that water. And all of a sudden, it's a green grassland. Nobody would be able to push the oil and gas industry around about environmental. And I, the guy I interviewed yesterday, a guy named Hani Khalifa from Saudi Aramco, he ends up being, he's the president of the uh, Produce Water Society over there. And I'm like, oh my God, uh, I didn't know there was one over there. He's 26 years, a technical advisor, a bigwig there. Apparently, Oman is already doing this. Oman has made wetlands. They're pumping 8 million barrels a day of produced water, tree to produce water, to create their own wetlands inland. Wow. So it's it's not a future idea. It's not a could have maybe this happening. Yeah. It is here now. Can you imagine making just wetlands in places where, like, oh, well, now Midland, uh, Odessa is a nice green glass lounge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that wonder, wonderful stuff. And you mentioned the balanced diet of power and the, the move to hydrogen that they're trying to do needs a lot of water. It needs a lot of energy just to make that. And we got to think that you're going to get to hydrogen or anything else. You're going to have to have water. If you want food, you got to have water. And the oil and gas companies do such a great job of doing better than they were 40 years ago. The efficiency, oh, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's fascinating, uh, this industry, the problem-solving skills, the, the ability to tackle problems, and just kind of, it, it's, it's fascinating. This industry. Right. Um, well, how do people get a hold of you? So with me, they can do uh, connect me on uh, LinkedIn. Uh, you can head over to uh, my JP Warren or go over to Connection Crew or Exec Crew, uh, which is this uh, executive development program that started. We had our second uh, meeting uh, last month where we actually kick up another master class uh, group. So uh, nice. Yeah. So connect me, uh, Exec Crew, Connection Crew, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, Energy Crew, TikTok, Energy Crew. Try to give some stuff that's helped me yep. an entrepreneur get through the day and struggle. So uh, you might as well find some tidbits up there too. So that's how. And- uh, quick question about exec and crew and all that. I actually had a gentleman approach me and another gentleman today. He's starting up a little company, very technical guy, but he's like, man, I need someone to hold me a cow. I'm almost looking for a business coach or somebody to ding, maybe, <laughs> maybe. He's like, hold me a cow maybe once, twice a month or something. What? We- Does that mean we're met? Services, so, sir. Head crew start off as like a loose network, like, oh, yeah, let's get all together once a month. It's gone from there to a structured uh, executive development program. Uh-huh. We're not even working there. Goal focus, where I uh, hold you account. You set a goal, we're going to stay on your ass to, to get that. So, like, I remember that. that. Yes, that is exactly the, right up your alley. Okay, we'll discuss more after. We're going to go, by the way. And how do people get a hold of you? So, LinkedIn as well, uh, Keith Stelter. Uh, or at American Safety uh, Services, uh, get a hold of me there. And I'll even throw my email out there, kstelter at americansafety.net. Uh, get a hold of me. I'm in Odessa. Uh, it's crazy that I came out to Houston here. I don't know how y'all deal with this uh, 
traffic and what stuff. That it used to be. You like it's yeah. a lot of people are like, oh, I could never go from Houston to Midland. I'm like, yeah, what would you do with the extra two and a half hours you had with yourself a day? But uh, no, uh, LinkedIn is probably one of the best ways to get a hold of me. Uh, Tyler Book Troubleshootings usually on uh, Tuesdays are trying to do that more, uh, get more consistent. Still try to do workout Wednesdays. And uh, man, when we find people, you know, worthy and putting, able to put in the work, pay forward Fridays, we always still try and help uh, some of the job seekers out there. So uh, hey, talk about a community builder. Like you are yeah. always constantly, whether it's the gym, whether it's it, you're pushing people. It doesn't matter. Like if you can help me or I got to you're pushing people to come together, and I love that you're doing that. I try to make up. Maybe I didn't do as well when I was younger. So now, why not have the platform? Why not use it for some better things? And coming down to the States and just kind of seeing so many people not doing anything. Like, I'm hoping if you do something, hopefully the person beside you decides to do something. Because, man, coming here, this is always the greatest country in the world. Always dreamt about coming here and seeing some of the things. I just, I just want to keep it good. Keep it great. You know what I mean? Like really? this. I'll tell you what, thank you guys. I love stalking you guys. And I mean, uh, I want to give a shout out again. You've got to follow both of these men. Uh, you've got to bro to his uh, events. Uh, you are also with the Oil and Gas Workers Association, and you got to go to your luncheons, support Keith, and everything you guys are doing. I, I am. I actually just uh, gave up the presidency of uh, the Permian chapter. There's a new president of oil and gas workers. Oh, yeah. Uh, Derek Flagg, shout out to him. I'm looking forward to see what he can do. Actually, he'll be trying to be working with uh, the Permian Warrior Partnership. They uh, try and help vets with uh, their VA benefits. And then I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this, but there's some maybe something coming where we might be raising money to plug orphan wells. To say that, I don't even know if that's going to happen. Maybe I'll get, uh, they'll have to edit that out. So but here, uh, you gotta start an idea. I see people, you know, they complain. They're like, hey, this should be, and I'm like, let's just get some people out and just, you know, that, that is a big deal. I'm helping some folks. And though it really is a lot of money that is available to plug those wells. And I'm all about plugging those wells. I think it's got to start. I think. You know, there's hoops for that money. I'm just talking about getting some people for some lunches, maybe some companies, and let's just privately get together and let's just go plug an orphan well and just show everybody it, 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 it can it can be done. And then maybe that opens up the purse strings to some of that government and Absolutely. some of their money. But does. I don't know. Let's it won't happen. I don't know. I love it. I love it. It's out there, though. It is. I don't know. It has a release. That this isn't live, so uh, we'll we'll see what happens. No, but we are working that way. I'm also working real quick. Thank you all very much for watching. But I'll tell you that I'm working on a homeschool project. We, we have done over uh, 500 episodes. We've, we're working on funding to get, and we're already starting it, so that we can take all of our content for all the podcasters that we work for and work with, like the David Blackman, uh, Rachel Reno, we will create automatic curriculum out of it, tests, and then make it available to homeschools in an organized fashion. This is in the room. I volunteer any of my technical, the refinery ones, or any of those articles. You can have all of it. You can have the raw board. And it's because we have to give back and the homeschool market is so critical to get our next great generations to the energy space. 
And again, I'm an energy agnostic. We have to deliver the lowest cost kilowatt per hour to everybody on the road without printing money and the least impact on the environment. All right. Thank you, guys, very much. Thank you.